Good morning, Mr. Bergio. This morning we're talking about holiday houses. So we've all got the concepts in our head. We've enjoyed holiday houses of our friends and family. COVID's hit and now is it time to buy one of your own? We're going to cover this topic right now. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 535, the holiday home concept. Should you be buying one um, for an investment? You may love to go on holidays and you just go You use that same model you use or thought pattern when you're at home going, why rent when we can buy? Should you do that with a holiday home? A lot of people go, oh, because they think, we pay a fortune when we go up here or we perceive we pay a fortune. Why don't we just own one? We can stay whenever we want and we can have some money coming in as well. So let's talk about it, Mark. Let's pretend we won the $80 million jackpot that a Victorian won, I think, last week or last month. August, no, last week. And um, should you be – maybe we change it to $8 because $80 million, even if – our conclusion is it's a bad investment. You'd probably do it anyway, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it's 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 one of those things that it's multifaceted, and um, I think first of all, uh, and where we're seeing it, I'm, when we're talking about it today, we're talking about it from a practical point of view. Practical point of view is friends and family and throwing it around, but also a practical point of view is in dollars and cents. As real estate agents, we see people buying these properties, using these properties or not using them properties and how the properties actually perform dollars and cents wise. So we sort of, we go, we're going, we're basically breaking it down and unpacking it on all levels, emotional, financial, everything. Everything. So let's run through it. What would be, should we start with some of the negatives of buying your holiday home? Starting on a negative... Negative, um, okay. With the positives. <laughs> okay. Um, ball and chain. Ball and chain. Having to go back to the same place year after year, month after month for the rest of your life and not going overseas to see the world. Yeah, because if you've just spent whatever it is, a couple hundred grand on that property, you would almost feel obligated that if you take any time off work, that's where you have to go. If you only get maybe uh, a weekend or a week away every six months and you've bought this property, you're like, why would we go, let's say you buy it in Coffs Harbour, why would we go down to Melbourne when we've just bought this place? We've got to go up there. So it would restrict you a little bit. Um, okay, also the, the distance as much as you love the distance because it's your your yeah. holiday, you want to escape from your every everyday life, you want to be on holiday mode, but how would that be for an investment if the tap breaks, the aircon doesn't work? Like logistically, how's that going to work for you? Are you going to have to do, go up yourself? Um, maybe whenever something goes wrong, employ an agent, which then has more costs associated with it. 
but as much as you love the distance in holiday mode, are you going to love the distance with when you put your investor hat on? Um, the golden rule that tends to be that I watch clients is it's got to be within one hour and at most one and a half hours of their home for a holiday house. It, it's a really good one and we hear it more and more that you've got it. And this is a good test um, if it's too close, if it's too far. Let's say you've just left on Sunday night and you've left your wallet back at the property. Is it easy enough just to quickly drive back and still be able to do work the next day or at a reasonable time? When you drag it on to six hours one way, that's okay just for a one-off and get there. But if you've got to go back 12 hours, I think it's way too far. So within that one to two, one to three hours is max. Then you every Yep. Yep. For every one million dollars of holiday house debt, it, sorry, for every one it equals four million dollars of investment debt. Or the other way around. Mm. Yeah, that way. No, the right way around. And what I mean by that is you've got to realise that it's not really a holiday house if you have it rented, um, you know, because you're not using it. So that, what that then means is you're sleeping on your money. So you are not getting the rent coming in to the tune of 20 grand, 40 grand, 60 grand a year or whatever it is. Now, with 60 grand a year, you can run an investment property that's rented of $4 million bucks as an example do you know what i mean so you've just got to be careful uh, it's not costing me anything it is yeah and I, I find it funny this was a very similar point i was about to say as well going the opportunity cost it may only be three four five hundred thousand dollars and you may look at it going but we'll make 20 grand positive cash flow a year great and you get to stay there for free great but does that, that may stop you buying a million-dollar property, let's say, Northern Beaches, where you're going to have tremendous capital growth and that could and be rent. worth that, – and rent. That could go up. You could be positive maybe five grand a year in rent, but your capital growth is 150. So here you are looking at your 20 grand positive and you've missed out on five grand positive Northern Beaches and 100 grand equity which will compound over many, many years. So you've re when you put that investment hat on, you really need to put it on. And then if you come to the conclusion that it's a crap investment, but we feel good, we work hard, we want an escape, yeah. we don't want to have to unpack it all the time, we're not even going to Airbnb yeah. it. It's going to be left exactly how we want it from when we close yeah, the door cool. behind us and come back. I want, you know what I mean? Like, you want your own pillows make, on it. Make no mistake, that one house in Wiseman Ferry is going to cost you five investment properties in the term of its life, in the term of its ownership. If you own it yeah. for like 30 years or whatever, that's yes. going to cost you a lot more. So you better make sure you get some goddamn good memories out of that property. And there's a lot of people that do. There's a lot of people that do, though. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Works. And also, I think people need to look at it as well as investment, but also 
can you will, are you thinking about retiring there? Because then that's another big difference as well. If you're only thinking because you've gone there yeah. twice and you love it and you go, let's just buy it compared to uh, like I'm dying there. That's where when we finish working here, I'm retiring there. And it's like, well, when it could be better to buy it now, 20 years before you plan to retire there. Um, so you get a cheaper price, all that type of stuff. So there are some good I've reasons. I've got another one. Yeah. Well, that's the negative. Should we go to positive now? We're sort of going into that now. Yeah. i got another. I got another golden rule for a holiday house. Tell me, tell Make me. Make sure your partner and your kids are into it as much as you. Yeah. Did you have an experience where maybe you drove back early at one time or anything like that? <laughs> Make sure your father is into it as good as you. It puts a lot of marriages on rocky soil when uh, when you start dividing and kids when you start mm. dividing the kids and the wife and the husband up because one's going to spend time on the on the uh, holiday house or the farm and one is not interested in going at all. So it's got to be a dream that uh, most of the family has. I think you're never going to get it. It's going to be hard to get unanimous. Everyone loves it. But certainly if you're half-half, you're screwed. Yeah, you are right. You want that consensus. Like you may have one that um, one child who loves sort of the activities around there and one loves the beach, but it's got both compared to another one may have great beach one loves it better than the other beach on the other one but there's literally nothing to do there no activities so i think you no. you're right there very yeah it'll make you go up there more often okay yeah I've, I've got another one go for it back you want to go back. no no you go? no no rent, rent it regularly before you buy it yes Try before you buy. Why, Mark? Um, because what people often do is they just go somewhere once and buy it, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, you know, spend a good year of renting up there. Uh, you rent it permanently if you have to because it's gonna, still going to cost you less than buying it and um, maintaining it. Um, and just check it. Have a good suss it out. Check it out hard because you are investing some serious portion of your life savings into that. I was just, I just had a thought. It could be a great business idea. You know how like um, they, they do those boat sharing things where you can, you pay for like a membership for a boat. That's a great idea. They should have that. that for a holiday home, like a syndicate of homes. It could be either you and a few families, you buy six holiday homes, you all pay for a bit, but you all share and you pick which one you want. You could structure that many different ways, like a membership and you got access to these properties or you buy them personally. What a great idea that is. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I do have a friend investors of mine that was telling me the other day. Investors, if there's any investors out there who want to back my idea, let's make it happen. Let's do it. Um, I do, did have a mate the other day where they had three families that bought the house and they often go up together or, or uh, apart um, and have a, have a great time. The kids bloody love it. Yeah. Well, my buddy just bought a little block of land, uh, not a little, a thousand square meters, Kangaroo Island. They're going to be building a holiday house. There was four buddies all bought. They're going to build it and we're going to have a nice little getaway. So there's reasons to do stuff. Um, it's not always bad. I think I know Mark and I, we, we're always just buy under your nose, buy under your nose, rent it. 
you're only up there for a couple of times. Um, and that is a big one. So now what positives? Uh, capital growth, especially look what's happened in the last two years. The capital growth, the rental figures. I know you were looking over Christmas, weren't you, Mark, last year, and you found it very difficult to find anything. And the, to and the rent. Rates, yeah, to rent. I think it was you and Conway. Who yeah, going somewhere. Moment. But the capital growth, oh, I shouldn't have You're breaking up a bit. Uh, the capital growth yeah, hasn't no. been there for a very long time. It's only recently it's, it's got Sydney always trumps it in capital growth. Um, but uh, happiness and family is what I would what I would rate at the top of the list for buying an investment property. Mm. All together, all away. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. What else do I add on to that? What are the concepts? Well, how would you do it? Like, okay, so let's think practically as well. You go up there, you try some properties, you try some areas for a good sort of year, get the feel of what you like. And I think with holiday homes, it's not just about the home, the physical home. You've really got to look at what's around it um, because, as, as we know, sometimes the best holidays are everything around it. So you may actually pick a, an inferior home, but they've got all the activities within walking distance, which makes the family happy as well. And you got Close. more time. You want, you know, at, when you're at home, you got school. You, your kids got school. You got work. But when you're in the holiday house, you got a shitload of time. So you want to yeah. make sure that you can spend that time. Around. Any good suggest? Any good suggestions on an Airbnb you've seen to holiday in? Wonder what growth returns have been on those kinds of properties. It's a good question. The journey is better than the destination. That's very true. Drive or flight. Yeah, it's true. The, the journeys, a driving holiday is always wicked. A driving yeah. holiday is always wicked. you got everyone quarantined, like, quarantined to the car together and everyone's forced to um, have a, a good old-fashioned chat and it's beautiful. Love mm. it. Anyway, um, Airbnb, so I'm question? not sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, and, uh, and maybe best if we look on stays, grab some addresses and then just pop it in RP data. That would be the best way to look at it. Look at, yeah, what's for lease, how much they're asking, and then when they bought it. And let's, we, you can almost do a bit of a feasibility for the properties on stays to see if it's any good. So you go to stays, pick your yeah. suburb, grab a property, look at what the rental rates are, work it out on each day, probably do about a 70% capacity normally. Obviously, COVID's crazy, but I'll do it. Yeah, because you've got to allow for vacancy. Um, yeah. But I, look, generally, when, when I've seen people run these investments, they're running them at, at about a 15% return, um, mm -hmm. sometimes 20%, sometimes even more. Um, you've basically got to have lollies. So mm. with your customers, you've got to have a lolly for them to stay there. That may be beach. That may be acreage. Um, animals, uh, there's got to be those sort of lollies that you can market to the kids and market to your husband or your wife. But uh, I do believe Airbnb is a, uh, a fallacy as well because I think there's a strong labour component in there um, when you consider furnishing, when you consider um, the amount of dialogue you're having with, 
with incoming and outgoing tenants, including cleaning. Um, I think you can chew up a good 5% of that from just time, from mucking around with it. Mark, um, people so don't, be careful. Yeah, people who don't put a value on their time. They'll look at their pro, like the money in and out, but you know what they don't look at is the time they spent. What is your five yep. hours organising everything worth? Because I think you may look at it and go, oh, you you may go, oh, we made 200 bucks on that um, clear a week. But then it's like, yeah, but you spent six hours organising everything. At your job getting 25 an hour, you actually lost. And it's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but um, I think in conclusion, guys and girls, my opinion is that there are not many people, the majority of people, are not fit to own a holiday home for a long period, a little bit like a boat owner. But for the fortunate few that it just clicks, like a boat and being a boaty and fishing and diving and skiing on the boat, whatever, it's, there's some people that it is just a beautiful life, uh, a rewarding life, uh, brings the family together and just works. Mm. Horses are like that. Golf is like that for some families or yeah. some sports within families. And I think with holiday houses, it's the same thing. Yeah, there will be the fortunate few where it is a beautiful life and it just works. It's true. No, I agree with you as well. Um Anyway, follow your heart. Yeah. Let's start away. What's the Central Coast has been the ultimate location for holiday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was an hour, you know, and then the highway got better and better and better. I used to live there. It's a beautiful area. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Love you. See you. Bye.